Today did not record one in the morning, not the way I wanted to start the morning, but that's fine. What happened this morning was I had to take the car in. Well, I wanted to take the car in to get the brakes fixed. So I I wanted to get it in this afternoon, but I needed to schedule things and my wife's diet needed a lot of eggs and we were out of eggs, so I had to go get eggs and then... I woke up too late, so I had to go to the store to buy them, and I got to work late, so it was a whole mess, but I actually, I said last week that the the episodes this week were going to be great, and they will be, and the first one today is actually going to be a study of something I heard about on a different podcast, which is the, what was it, it was... There was a, a lady who was talking about homeschooling and a new way of doing it. So I want to homeschool my kids. I want to homeschool all of them just because it gives... I have an idea on how to homeschool them properly or better than I was. And better than standard doctrine of teaching goes. So the standard doctrine of teaching goes the same way that you would be taught in a public school situation. And that is where you would teach your child um how would you say you have like four or five main subjects every day so history language arts which could be english whatever um science math uh, reading i guess reading goes with english whatever jeez i say whatever a lot and i say it in a specific tone either way you, you you teach them these things all day every every day Every one of these lessons get a specific slot of time a day. And I don't I don't like that actually. I don't like have I feel like that actually helps to um instill the idea of um ADHD or not being able to focus hard enough on one thing for a prolonged period of time. I I mean there's a lot of things that require more time than just five minutes you know a podcast even these these are a little too short for my liking i like to rant and i like to go on a lot and i talk a lot and lose track a lot but the point is when you have a subject like reading or like math you'd want your child to succeed as well as humanly possible in that uh education So let's take math, for example, because this is one of the biggest things that got me going on the idea of doing a different style of teaching. Math, with it, you will have addition, subtraction, basically just figuring out numbers first, right? So 1 through 10, figure it out, then count to 100 and realize how numbers stack upon each other. Uh, Figure out your 1's place, 10's place, 100's place, and then start into addition and subtraction. And once you get into addition and subtraction, awesome. I always struggled more with subtraction than addition, but other people don't. But then those are the basis of multiplication and division. Now, if you fail in any way in addition and subtraction, 
math just stacks upon itself. So since um, multiplication and division stack on addition and subtraction, if you fail in any way in addition or subtraction, you're going to fail in multiplication and division. So if you go with the standard practice of let's go this many hours or this hour of the day is dedicated to math and that's all you get for this year and then we're going to move to another subject next year done there's no way past it you're going to have to figure out addition subtraction and then hopefully multiplication division in the first year or second year um or in the first year if you don't get it all down perfectly hey sucks to suck we're moving forward um and nothing you can do about it we can get you a tutor later but that's it no i i don't like that because i had to have a private tutor because I didn't understand these basic concepts. I still don't know my my times tables. I know my twos, fives, tens, um, and that's about it. Yeah, that's it. I don't know my uh, fours, sixes, eights, sevens, threes, none of those. I like to a certain point, probably like to 12 or 24, that's all I know. And then I'll start really struggling and it'll show. So I don't like that. What I want to do with my kids is I want to take one solid year and teach them reading. Start with reading just one year from like four years old and just teach them to read. And I don't mean like cat hat bat. I mean, like really get some words down, basic sentences and structure so they can start reading books themselves. I want them to understand reading for a full year. That's all we're going to tackle every day morning when we wake up till I get when I get home and when I get home for another three hours just focus on reading and learning how to do that I, it's gonna stress me out a bit imagine the kids but I hope I can get that going anyways next year focus on math if you have reading and math down you're pretty much set for life and that's just my own basic belief if you know how to read you can read to teach yourself other things if you know math you can get through pretty much any job because every job every life situation requires just a little bit of math so if you know those two principles you're perfect as far as teaching yourself as well as being taught so i can teach things but then if there's other things that my kids want to learn in the background whatever interests them they can do that themselves and that's what i want i want independent children that can teach themselves what they want to know so this all comes back down to homeschooling that's my own idea of how to homeschool and if it doesn't turn out right well then my kids are going to suffer but i doubt it i really do not because my idea is perfect but because they're going to learn they're humans humans learn Okay, so you don't have to have this ideal education of a public school or private school or charter school system to get smart kids. Anyways, um, this is dragging on a while just talking about my own stuff. What I wanted to talk about was schooling pods or pandemic pods or whatever you want to call them. It's this new wave of homeschooling that's based on an older idea that's just coming through because of this pandemic and teachers like uh, not rioting, what's the word? It's not rioting, they're not rioting. They're um, striking, that's what it is. The teachers unions are striking because they want specific demands met before any teachers go back to school to teach. And some of those demands include defunding police and some of those demands include other things that are just out outrageous. So going, parents don't want to send their kids back to teachers that have these beliefs or even put them back in a system that resembles a belief system like that or even just send them back they, they they don't it's turning into a thing 
So they're going back to what it was in the day where they had a private tutor come in and teach a small pod or group of children from basically K through 12. It's like charter school, but with a tutor at home or on some premises that everyone agrees to. And these parents of these groups of children all pitch in to pay that tutor a solid living, which is perfect. You have a local situation where you have the parents and the teacher agreeing on the education for the children. It's awesome. Everyone is in agreement. It's not where it's not like the current system. I'll say it that way. That's another rabbit hole. Anyways, I found two articles online and this isn't this this isn't indicative indicative this isn't indicative of everyone's view in the media in general but it's a pretty solid view of where they don't want it to go so i found these articles and i want to read them to you hold on this is going to get fuzzy because the microphone is in the iphone for some reason it's not going through my headphones i'll fix that but anyways it's going to make some noise here let me go to the app uh where's it kindle there it is so I want to read you one of the first articles. And the first one that I want to read you is, what's it called here? Um, well, I titled it School Pods 2. Let me get to the beginning page. Um, hmm. There it is. So the article is by Mark Boonshoft. And it's called Why Americans Rejected Only Educating the Children of the Wealthy. So you can kind of tell where this one's going just from the start. Um, but I highlighted a few sections that I wanted to focus on because these are the important sections to me. First section, uh, first highlighted area says one, or let me give you some backstory. It says northerners remained on guard against the threat of aristocratic private education posed of, mm, against the threat that aristocratic private education posed. And those concerns actually helped spread the New England model of strong public elementary schools to the rest of the region. In 1812, the New York legislature set up a committee to recommend a system of what they now called common schools to counter the influence of academies. Now, this um, the, the language of academies means one of these school pods, basically a select group of people having someone come in to teach the entire pod class of a few children. The highlighted portion says... One of the committeemen, Jedediah Peck, hated academies and had argued more than a decade before that in all countries where education is confined to a few people, we always find arbitrary governments in abject slavery. So he's, this Jedediah Peck guy is the first one to make this uh, correlation between academies, home pods, school, home pods, school pods, and slavery. He made that correlation connection. And then this guy, the guy who wrote this article, I already forgot his name. He used this guy's quote to further that, uh, uh, what do you call it? that statement, that belief that an academy breeds wealthy people, that breeds inequality, that breeds slavery. Uh, and, and that goes even farther. Here's another highlighted point. It says the rhetoric of educational equality has always been constrained by some white Americans narrow vision of who counted as citizens. So he's making this this claim. And I have one more highlighted section here. It says northern public school advocates understood that when wealthy and powerful parents decide to educate their children only with one another, they actually create aristocracy. And this, this guy is making the statement that if you want to educate your children in a way that you believe is correct, but is different than what other people are doing in the majority of America, which doesn't matter. We don't go by mob rule. I'm calling it mob rule because it's a public school, whatever. We don't go by what the group wants. We go by what we believe as individuals is correct. 
And if you go against that, they're going to call you a racist, but not just a racist, someone who is instilling aristocracy, meaning a holier than thou, better than thou feeling towards others that, hey, we can afford this education for our children, therefore we are better, which isn't the case at all. We just don't like going with the flow, right? We don't. We just don't like letting our children be indoctrinated by people in California who are teaching your and it's it's flowing everywhere else. That's why I'm making this correlation. I'm not just pulling something out of the hat that's, you know, elsewhere. You know, not in my personal situation. It's somewhere else, but I'm pulling it because it's it's bleeding into other areas, liberal areas, and education is a liberal field. The idea that you can teach a child in elementary school how to pleasure themselves. Look up the article. It's disgusting. So there's one article right there, and that's about um, about this guy's view. But then there's another one. Let me find the title of this one. It's called um, Private School Pods Are Coming. They'll Worsen Inequality. They also might nudge schools to respond more creatively. And this is by Emily Oster. So she is kind of in the same boat, but she's not pushing so hard as to say that it's promoting aristocracy but that it's promoting inequality is what she's saying and here's here's some quick math that she pulled out that i actually just did a quick rundown of and it doesn't make sense i don't know where she's coming up with her numbers but here's what it says it says if you pay all the required taxes and provide health insurance to an educator of your children uh if you're trying to set up this school pod uh, the price could easily cost $100,000 or more. And if you split that with five other families, that's still $20,000 each. Now, here's my problem with this. Um, where are you getting your math from? What teacher, and I mean from elementary to high school, makes $100,000 a year? Now, you can factor in the health insurance costs, like she said, um, and required taxes which is what she's saying, but that those don't apply in every single state and they don't apply in every single situation as far as taxes. But as far as um, insurance, you're taxed to find your own insurance just because one school system or a school system in general that's provided by the government provides specific style of health insurance doesn't mean that that's applicable to a private tutor. So scratch that off the table completely. But let's say that that teacher is only making the standard salary countrywide for a teacher, which is, I mean, we'll go average. We'll go average of a salary for a teacher that can afford health insurance. We'll, we'll throw out a number and say 50K, which is higher than what's natural, what's normal. A, a teacher does not make $50,000, and that's a fact. They usually make below minimum, below minimum wage, essentially. They make about $30,000 a year and below that sometimes. So let's just say they make about $50,000 a year. Just keep the math even. That's still $50,000 less than what she's saying. So let's do some math here real quick because she also said that you have to split that with uh, five other families. Who says it's gotta be five other families, right? Who says it's not eight families? Who says it's, but let's just go with her math. So $50,000 divided by five, that's $10,000. We're talking about annual income. So you divide that by 12, each family has to put up 830 bucks a month. That's not hard for people with two incomes if you're gonna have two incomes. And even with single income, I'm only, well, geez, I don't need to say my income. I'm on a single income and I'm not making over $20 an hour, we'll say it that way. And I still find a way to make over $4,500 a month. You do your math, whatever. My point is you can afford this. You, you can, you can't afford your children's education if you wanna go with a tutor. If you wanna do it yourself, have, since I'm the sole breadwinner and my wife is at home, she can be doing education at home, right? I have a strong problem against the 
attack on school pods because just because it's different and because it goes against what everyone else is doing and there's probably other reasons behind why they're attacking it so badly but just because of these reasons these these people have their own idea of saying hey you guys just want to be aristocrats you guys just want to have a better than thou situation and that's not the case at all i don't believe that's the case with anyone that's that's promoting school pods whatever longer rant than normal it's already over 10 minutes i can tell because the music died out but you won't notice that i'll edit it back in so whatever i'm getting off of this rant this is just a little longer because it's something i was a little bit passionate about over the weekend and hopefully tomorrow i can get into some other things that are a little different maybe it won't be a rant maybe it will i don't know maybe this whole podcast is going to be rants from now on but we'll see i'm going to get out of here peace Mm-hmm. Very sneaky. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Sneaky. Yeah. And that's how everybody always describes him, too. <laughs>